Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises. It is episode 74. I am your host, the ever-COVID-free, not a cake, and soon heading to Tampa, Anthony Dietrich. I am joined, as always, by the former mayor of Danger Bay and the most eligible bachelor in Tallahassee, Kevin Costello. What's good, my dude? Not the FSC football team, once again, but we're uh, we're used to that up here by now. yeah, Saturday was uh, another tough performance out of our... But once again, I did get to work the game, so I really cannot complain. I got paid, and while we did lose, I, I had a good time. Avoided going to the tailgates that they... Had. Yeah. I love I loved seeing the masks. You know, everyone yep, just yep, living yep, in the yep. moment there, because the moment, <laughs> their, their moment's not going to last too much longer. Mm, uh, probably not. <laughs> I will say, uh, as also an FSU fan and... A Dolphins fan, I will say that my weekend didn't go as well as it could have. Um, I think uh, my team scored a combined, what is it, 13 plus 11 is 24. That's mm-hmm. not great. That's nope. not great. You guys, I will say, I, as much as I poop on uh, Kevin for being a Bucks fan and having a 43-year-old senior citizen throwing uh, noodle-armed footballs around, they did score more points than we did. So, yeah. Although you guys did throw a pick six again, just keeping the Jameis Winston uh, streak alive, basically. Yeah, we got to stay on brand. We don't want to. Um, that's fair. Do anything out of the ordinary. But anyways, that's enough football talk. Let's get, let's <laughs> you guys get... came here for racing. You guys yeah. are here for the, for for, <laughs> for pigskin. Straight so. racing. What a uh, we had a pretty full weekend of racing. I mean, we had a double hunter in IndyCar, double hunter, mm-hmm. double hunter in the Xfinity Series, an F1 race, Cup Series race, Truck Series race. Oh, we were we had a full slate, and uh, from from what I saw, it was a pretty eventful weekend of racing. Nothing, yeah, nothing super flashy. Nothing like we saw at Monza last weekend, mm. but uh, we still saw decent... some chaos though in, oh. in, in Mugello. Oh, we did. Yeah, another. Uh... Do you want to start there? Wild F one race. I, you know, I I watched more of the F one race than I did of the yeah. uh, the Cup Series race. So we might as well start with Mugello, and yeah, as you said, yeah. what a. What a start. <laughs> yeah, it took him took about 14 laps to actually complete one lap of the track. But, uh, you know, things things got off to a wacky start. I, I feel like more people assumed trouble would come in turn one. It, it happened actually out of turn one and before turn one, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, first lap had um, last week's winner, Pierre Gasly, and uh, Max Verstappen getting into each other and a bunch of other cars. I think Kimmy was in it. And we saw Roman Grosjean just heading, I believe it was Grosjean, just heading into Narnia. In yeah. turn one, and yeah. uh, Verstappen yes, got stuck in the gravel. And you know what was crazy, and I don't think anyone talked about it, was the fact that um, uh, the Haas car that went off into La La Land literally came back on the track. It looked like that car was just going to go flying into the Austri- Austrian Alps. Good lord, English is hard today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, shout out to Grosjean, like you said, for not only getting out of that incident, but driving through the chaos that ensued on that uh that restart after it looked like the indy car initial start at gateway a couple oh, of weeks yeah. ago where everyone just time tried to time the start and when you got the field according back it's it's a recipe for disaster and I'm, thankfully everyone walked away i mean giovinazzi almost flipped hmm. over 
um, over. It's a scary wreck on that restart. It was. I know. Like I, once again, we say it seemingly with every F one crash. God bless the Halo. <laughs> yeah, God bless the Halo. I feel like we've seen since the introduction of it in 2018 a couple times each year where you're just like that driver would be dead. Like Leclerc in a spa 2018 when Alonzo tried to what's it called hurdle over him um, at that start after getting punted by Hulkenberg. It was thankful to see him walk out. And now two weeks away, like Leclerc's crash at Monza. Now that that restart crash was frightening, but everyone walked away. And I don't remember the last time. I don't even know if it's ever happened in F1 history where, all three drivers from the podium the week before did not finish the the race the week after, and that's unusual. I mean, it wasn't unusual podiums that happens, but it's it just shows that every given race anything can uh, can happen. Yeah, I think that Italy is like definitely produced the most chaos this year. We still have one more race technically in Italy this year. And that's, um, that race only has one practice session before it too. Yeah, so that so. should be a lot of fun. I will say it wasn't really. I mean, I, I won't say it was a, really a surprise. It was kind of like I, I expected with how fast this track was, tires were going to be an issue late in the race. I mean, obviously, Ferrari just doesn't know what they're doing anymore. So it seemed like obviously they would have issues with Leclerc because he, he drives the ever-living snot out of the car. Mm-hmm. But the Stroll incident, the Abbey, uh, Abbe, I'm going to say it's wrong, Abiarta? Abiarta? Did not tell you. <laughs> I, uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, yes. His incident there, it was very scary, I will say. But, um, you know, that was one of the corners I was, like, worried about with just how fast they're going. It was just mm-hmm. completely flat out through, like, four straight corners, a lot of stress on the cars, almost more than I feel like Beckett's at, um, in uh, England or Silverstone, sorry. It's it's definitely, you know, Stroll's incident was uh, it, it was almost expected, I guess. And obviously it played a big factor into the end of the race because I feel like, Botas definitely needed it, but I don't think he was able to do anything with it at the end, unfortunately. But I mean, when was the last time we've had an F1 race with three standing starts? I could not tell you. No, yeah, I sure I, haven't I, watched it. I mean, I didn't know. I mean, last week was the first one that I saw with a red flag, and now we have three red flags in two weeks, which is just yeah. insane. And mm-hmm. I'm, I, I was trying to tell friends, I'm trying to get them to F1 a little bit, and I'm saying, like, you know, these races usually last an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes max and this one it was it was almost two and a half hours which Mm -hmm. definitely uh did not expect but yeah that's that's part of it i guess yeah and uh you know in the end of the day uh once again mercedes flourishes this is uh you know their all but two wins this season they've had it's just been in dominating fashion but you know it didn't come with a little bit of um you know stress i feel like you know lewis definitely did not get a good start at all in the initial and, uh, you know, but Botas never really let a green flag lap if you, if you paid attention to that. Um, yeah, which is, it's, I feel bad for him because he did get that such a good start and he needed it too because he was, it looked fastest. almost illegal though. I don't, I, I never, <laughs> I didn't realize you could like angle your car to the point it looked like he was just going to run right into Hamilton. Yep. But yep. Hamilton just spun the tires or just not, did not get off the line well. And I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like Botas, what he did on that restart, I, I, people were saying, oh, that's illegal. I, I, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, it's a little sketchy, but we've seen it before. I mean, Hamilton did it in um in Brazil, I feel like a couple of years ago where he just waited till the last possible second to get going and unfortunately um you know, obviously caused chaos in the back. But the fact that Magella has such a long straightaway, it makes sense. You'd see the same thing at Baku, I feel like, you know, with how long that straightaway is, just trying to make sure you don't get just completely blown out going into turn 1. Yeah, I mean, it's they did a full review and everything, and Botas, as the commentators are saying, literally didn't do anything wrong. It's yeah. the, the people behind him trying to get a run, and they're kind of put into a box where, there, because mm-hmm. like you said, it's a huge uh, straight that they have going into turn one, so you, you need that slipstream, or else you're just going to get chewed up, and when there's... Yeah. It, it's a relatively hard track to pass that, so you got to make the most of it on those starts yeah, and restarts. Yeah, it feels like and... there were really only two like places mm-hmm. at the most to pass. And... Yeah. You know, but, uh, there's no problem. I still think it's a great track. It flows beautifully. I oh, don't yeah. know if we'll ever go back, but I will say I'm very grateful I got to see the uh, the inaugural Mugello Tuscan Ferrari <laughs> 1000 GP. That's a mouthful. <laughs> and I will yeah. say the Ferrari schemes were pretty, and they both they got nice. points. I, I, I mean, you know, it's kind of embarrassing to be applauding Ferrari for a 910, but as the season goes, and the fact that Vettel might as well have been driving a freaking dump truck down the straightaways... <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, good for them getting points. I, I will say sad for um, George uh, Russell, though. Yeah, well, we were all so hoping. close. Yeah, he uh, drove the Russell. absolute shit out of that car, though, in the last few laps. After Russell finally starts on a good team and starts getting podiums, winning races, potentially even championships, we're going to look back at this time and be like, damn, good for him for riding out. I mean, he's still 30-0 and in qualifying versus teammates, so literally has not <laughs> lost there. Yeah. Um, it's just... Yeah, he, he's so close, and especially a race like this where so many cars, I mean, eight, what, 12, only, only 12 cars finished. So of yeah, the two cars that finished that did not get points, he was unfortunately one of them. But he was close, okay. and um, we, we haven't even mentioned first ever podium for Alex Albon, finally. And yes. He, yeah, I was about he to needed to that, that, especially after Monza with that horrible performance and, you know, Gasly excelling. The, all the, I feel like he, he silenced some of those questions and haters about you know should he get replaced i mean a podium is a third place in that race was pretty much the maximum they could have gotten there uh so i mean shout out to albon for for doing that he looked good all weekend i mean qualified fourth the uh ricardo kind of got a bad uh a bad break there with that stroll crash because it looked like ricardo was gonna get that podium the cyril team principal was being, <laughs> was gonna get that tattoo and crofty was saying you know he's already they, researching they, they tattoo parlors them. Yeah. They absolutely did the commentators curse because the more they kept talking about it, the more mm-hmm. I was like, he's not going to have to get this now. Yeah, And it's a shame. I was hoping to see Danny Rick on the podium. But, I mean, hey, good for Albon. Like, I was about to mention it, so don't don't get too excited there. <laughs> but it, this was a long time coming. And, obviously, not having Lewis Hamilton to contest with kind of maybe made it a little bit easier. But either way, he he definitely was storming through. Because, I mean, Red Bull had a, just a atrocious start on both uh standing the first two standing starts i mean yeah they had a, a power issue or something yeah verstappen did not get started i, I knew something they going actually on. no verstappen got a great start and then just couldn't get through the gears yeah something with the uh i don't know if it was a clutch they were having issues before the race they were talking about and they yeah they fixed it but evidently not and that's not for verstappen because i mean he's i feel like we're past that point where he can contend for the title straight up yeah. now oh, just yeah. because he's only i think he's more than two races behind Hamilton and that's if Hamilton yeah, DNFs and he wins and I've already crowned Hamilton the, the seven time champ now. Yeah. I mean he, he he's is. one win away from passing Schumacher all time wins or tying, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um it's yeah, it's it it's uh, we're just witnessing history at this point. We're just we're just witnesses. Yes. But uh all I right. mean, other than that from F one, uh got some yeah, news? That's... Oh do we? Yeah, no, we got some news from F1 with uh, Vettel announcing that he's going to be going to uh, the new Aston Martin team, <laughs> which is uh, formerly Racing Point. Yeah, that finally got announced. I think that they were trying to figure all that out. And uh, Perez out at uh, Racing Point pretty much opened up the door. And I think there was something else going on. I think it was just Vettel's, like, yeah, it might have just been Vettel. massive middle finger to Ferrari there because they're a thousand Grand Prix. And, and then he goes, you know what, this is the week I'm going to announce it. And honestly, after what they the card they've given him that year, Good on Vettel, because, yeah. I mean, he, I'm excited to see him in I, Aston Martin. Yeah, because Aston Martin I was, could be, like, the third best team next year. We don't know. Yeah, who knows? I mean, and to have, like, because the German presence in F1 has declined a lot in the most recent years, because they had a point somewhere in the 2010s where they literally had five drivers from German background in the field. Now they're down to one. Mm-hmm. It was looking like zero for a little bit with Vettel, and now they get a German team in Aston Martin. Um or a German Brandon Aston Martin, and now a German driver. Uh, I know they're, hopefully we can get Germany back on the schedule, the full-time schedule for 2021. I know they're going to, what, Nürburgring this year, but hopefully we'll we'll be able to see some some good racing in Germany, because, I mean, the last two years, those races have been spectacular. And I have no idea what you're talking about with Aston Martin being a German team there. They're founded in England, and their headquarters are in Gaten, United Kingdom. I keep hearing that they are a German team. So I do not. Go uh, I mean, that. Google, uh, Google doesn't lie, Kevin. Google does not lie. Um, you know who else does not lie? Who Brad Keselowski. Brad <laughs> Keselowski. I'm trying to have a good transition there. I know I'm the transition king, but I, I really couldn't think of anything. Well, I, I mean, to this to this point, I still do believe that Kyle Busch is an ass. So. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. But, and, uh, uh, yeah, and how about Brad getting a yeah. <laughs> getting a playoff win? He's he's uh, I think we could probably say that um, you know, I think this season Brad Keselowski has more wins with Jeremy Bullins than Ryan Blaney had in his entire career with uh Bullins. So 
Uh, Brad Keselowski, actually good. Who knew? Or Jeremy Poland's maybe actually good. <laughs> I mean, we've we've been talking about all season, even in our playoff predictions. You know, Hamlin, Harvick, for sure, the the two that we think are going to win that. But Brad Keselowski now has three wins this year on Four the – no, three wins this oh, year three on wins the, with the the small blade Sorry, package. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, who's to say that if he, he makes it to the Final Four in Phoenix that he doesn't uh, steal the show there? You know, honestly, it, it I mean, we saw how Penske did at uh, Phoenix last time we were there with uh, Joey Logano. So it wouldn't surprise me if they give that setup to Brad or at least something that uh, along those lines that he'd really, you know, be able to work with. And, yeah, I mean, you look at it, I think that Harvick and Hamlin only have one win combined at the 750-horsepower tracks, if I can recall correctly. Something I think it's like more that. than either that. One win, they... Either one win apiece or one win combined, but either way, Brad Keselowski, definitely a, a strong uh, dark horse to win the championship, or yeah. maybe even a sleeper, maybe. But, I, I mean, yeah, dude, he, he was strong as hell. You know who else was strong as hell, Kevin? Austin tires? Dillon. Oh, well, yeah, the tires. <laughs> Goodyear actually coming out with a compound that's not going to explode like any yes. uh, brickyard as nice. But, yeah, Austin Dillon's really strong right now in this round of 16. I think that we all might have egg on our face uh, going, coming, leaving Br- uh, Bristol when Austin Dillon makes it to the round of 12. Because if I – just double-check this. I believe we all had Austin Dillon at our first four out. And as I we should have. I mean, yeah. there was no yeah, indication we all, we that all he should have – no one would have predicted that two top fives in a row from Austin Dillon, especially because Austin Dillon, what, started in the back of... He uh, started 20... No, he started in third. Well, at Darlington, he started in the back. Drove his way yeah, to top yeah. five. And then, yeah, that was he, strategy, uh, I feel like, that got him there. Potentially. But yeah, it's what a run. I mean, he's plus 36 on the cut line when you look at another guy that we, I think, all had through, Blaney. He's minus 27 or 26, so... Tough. If you would have told me there was drivers... With that uh, that point total going into Bristol, I would have said flop those guys around because Blaney's for sure up. But now it's Blaney and DiBenedetto pretty much in a must win while Austin Dillon kind of just has to coast. Um, don't get into an early wreck. Get I don't even say get stage points. Like Honestly, just anywhere in the top 20 at the end of the race because Bristol is usually a race of somewhat high attrition. So just survive the wrecks and, mm. and you're there to the yeah. round 12. Austin Dillon pretty much could get a top 20 and, and make it to the next round. I feel like, though, like we said, like everyone, I believe, had um, Ryan Blaney into the round of 12. It, it seemed like this would be a year that I think he probably has more of it together. But, I mean, at this point, yeah, it, it's a must-win situation for Blaney at Bristol. And, you know, we've seen that he's shown uh, that he can definitely lead laps, but can he survive? Is the say, he, he can get the lead. There's no question about that. But can he not get wrecked out? Uh, that's... That's the real question. And De Benedetto, too. I mean, he almost won that race last year. So those two guys who we know can lead and win at Bristol that yeah. need to do that exact thing this year. So we'll, uh, it's, I'm excited it's, it's for It's going to be a good night. race. It's oh, going to yeah. be a damn good race. And unfortunately for me, I'm moving on Saturday. So I'm going to have to try and get as many things up into the apartment as quickly as possible. <laughs> and then try and go to my friend's place because I'm, I'm for damn sure I'm not going to get that internet set up in time. You know, unless I, I'm going to try and get that done today. But knowing how internet providers are, they don't get you for about a week. So, yeah. So, if there's any um, uh, moving people in the Tampa Bay area who are free on Saturday, hit up oh, my I boy think I've Anthony got like because... eight people helping me move. Oh, I, prom- sweet. I promised them money and food. I don't know Hell what yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, yeah. two of them are completely incapacitated. One broke her leg, and the other oh. one is uh, just not going to really be as helpful. But, you know, I mean, other than that, I'll be fine. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But anyways, yeah, so um, closing out Richmond, I mean, here's one. This has been a big issue, I feel like, that has been a talking point. Like, um, there weren't a lot of cautions this weekend in any of the uh, Richmond races. And in the cup race specifically, there was only three cautions in which there was uh, the competition and the two stage breaks. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I thought this was a very good race. I didn't think it was the best race. I had a lot of fun, though, watching it. It felt like there were a lot of comers and goers. There was a lot of strategy being played. And definitely it was about uh, conserving your tires and making the most out of trying to get around the lap traffic. But for a lot of the fans, and especially it showed on the Gluck poll, uh, they were not enjoying this race at all. And I just feel like, once again, this is just how you know we end up not getting what we want when we actually have races that are classic NASCAR races that fans are, are too stupid to realize is, is what we need 
to get back to the small um, uh, blade high motor. <laughs> I was I was mouthful. Yes, we. Uh, I mean, it's it's one of those races where you respect what was put on. Like, if you're a fan of just pure authentic racing, go to Richmond yeah. because it's time and time again showed. Like, it's it's uh, you you pretty much get what you ask for in terms of that. But in terms of these mega moments like we see at some other tracks other short tracks specifically bristol and martinsville it's just it's not on that level and we were discussing before we even recorded that uh, a we uh matt weaver article just got posted where he basically said this was a good race if you didn't like it you're a fan of chaos and i don't think that's necessarily true i think there's a certain standard that every race <laughs> should have and like when when there's no clips that you can post on Twitter to you know get fans excited, that's probably a problem. Not to say that it wasn't a bad race because of it, because like you said, it was it was a natural race. Mm-hmm. I really can't complain with anything that happened. It just wasn't the most exciting. And races like that happen sometimes. It's it's not a bad thing. It just you can't have good races if you don't have a benchmark of bad races. And once again, not saying this was a bad race, but it it was just kind of. It happened. Like I acknowledge its existence. Um, <laughs> it it produced some storylines within, like you said, Austin Dillon having a great run, Jimmy Johnson once again falling short. Uh, but yeah, nothing to really write home about. It, it was a uh, salt. I gave it like a seven point six out of ten. Like it was definitely, you know, I was interested to see um, what was moving around. It felt like a more fluid New Hampshire race. You know, New Hampshire mm-hmm. really didn't have a lot going on, it felt like. But it definitely, um, you know, felt like the cars were easier to maneuver. But at the same time, definitely it was a challenge for cer- in certain situations when you have the lap cars battling in front of you. It, it was a solid race. I was definitely having a lot of fun. I won't say it was more exciting than the trucker expanding races because that would be a complete lie. I think I had <laughs> way more fun watching those races. But, I mean, you, you know, you're not going to have... And this is the problem. I think NASCAR, because it advertises Richmond as a short track, people expect, like, the casual NASCAR fans are going to expect, oh, it's going to be a lot of wrecks, it's going to be, you know, chaos, and that's just not really Richmond anymore. I think the last Richmond race I can think of that had a lot of chaos was, like, maybe the late 2000s, and the one that comes to mind the most is the 2001 fall race. It was, like, the first time I ever watched a Richmond race, and there had to have been, like, 12 wrecks that night. But it's not like that all the time. It really hasn't been like that in some time. I mean, good on Goodyear building a tire that could actually, you know, survive and not cause really bad wrecks into the corners. Because, I mean, if you blow a tire going into Richmond, you're going to hit that wall a ton. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you know, it's it, it's definitely not going to be one that we're going to remember. But it's going to be one that, you know, unfortunately NASCAR will remember and they'll they'll keep trying to tweak it for the idiot fans that you know just didn't get it so you know i don't know i think the the gluck poll is 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 kind of frustrating i voted yes on that one and and to see it be 4159 is just sad it's like that really wasn't that bad of a race like i said i think the gluck poll should not really be yes or no it should like you should be able to rank it by a 10 9 8 7 6 whatever yeah twitter doesn't have like an average that would be a good system though like if you would be a great system but that would involve twitter having to tweak their whole uh algorithm (laughs) there and well they can do it for the race poll (laughs) yeah just for gluck gluck gets that beta all right well we had two xfinity races this weekend we did and justin allgaier is good Justin Allgaier, very good all of a sudden. Well, not all of a sudden. I think we knew this. But, you know, when he's not tangling up with his teammates, he actually can win some races. So that's He's peaking at the right time, man. Yeah, no, and as we get closer to the the playoffs, he's going to be a favorite, I think, to uh, sneak his – not sneak his way in, but definitely, like, you know, get his way through the – into the Final Four with uh, potentially Briscoe and Cindric. We'll see what happens there. But, um – yeah, I'm trying to see which one was the Saturday. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the Saturday. I didn't watch the Saturday race sadly, but I yeah, didn't me get neither. To watch I was the, um... at the FSU game, so I missed it. But I followed yeah. along on Twitter. But hey, shouts out to Jeff Burton finishing in second. That eight car actually finishing a race is always a nice thing to see. Hell yeah! Maybe the curse is over. Also, Brandon Brown just doing whatever it takes to get himself into the playoffs. Looking good. Yeah. Ne- Excuse me. Wow. Next week is the um, cutoff at Vegas. So um, or no. Cut off at Bristol before Vegas. 
thank you. Yes. So we'll see what happens there. I don't think we're going to get any surprises, but you never know. Last year's Bristol race was madness. So yes, we, you never know. I mean, that, that cut line right now is 51 points between Jeremy Clements and Brandon Brown for that final spot. So it's looking like, but yeah, you never know. A yeah. Snyder could come out of nowhere. Oh, who, 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 who's to say Canadian legend Alex Obey can't pull off a win? It is a short track, friends. We, we, mm-hmm. we, we might even have Matt Mills stealing <laughs> a win. He finished in 13th. That's actually really solid for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good finish. Yeah. Uh, shouts out to Kaz Grala, by the way, another top 10. Always love seeing Kaz back in the car. Good guy. Where he, were uh, you when Kaz Grala led his uh, first few laps in Cup Series? I was going to say, he's got the second highest average Cup Series finish this year. So That's incredible. Goat? Yeah, that's goaded right there. <laughs> um, night before, uh, once again, yeah, Olegaier won that one. Kyle Busch, though, no, I don't think he led his single lap. Yeah, it was the first time that's... in forever. I think yeah, Vegas twenty eighteen. They said twenty eighteen, but that yeah. can't be true. It's got to be like two thousand six. <laughs> it's it, it just seems like he leads every race. But um, yeah, shout out yeah. to the field for not yeah. letting Kyle Busch completely. Sorry, I mean third place finish. Yeah, respect. Casgrove finished but... ninth in that race too. Wow. Is he, uh, is, is he just that good? Wow. Uh, Brett Moffat with a yeah, super good sixth-place finish. Yeah, I wanted to get to that. Uh, he was he was running higher than that through most of the race. That was a very fast car. They gave him a rocket ship. I'm really hoping that we can uh, you know talk about Brett Moffat may moving up uh, to a full-time ride in Xfinity and Cup in the next few years because that man's got some talent. He can drive a, 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 a midfield car like the O2 into a sixth-place finish, a genuine sixth-place finish, again, because there were less cautions in this race. So he had to do a lot of uh, work out there. You know, good on him. Give Man him the 48. Both his legs this year. Give him the 48. I would be very happy with that. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, Brett Moffat broke both his legs in March. Yeah. His, uh just driving like an animal. I mean, that is, dude, It's funny, though, how, like, normal years that'd be like one of the biggest stories of the year like wow what a great comeback story like kyle bush asked to where you yeah know, you get injured and then kyle you have these good runs but then everything this year is just like I, I honestly forgot about that until you just said it yeah dude it's yeah. crazy man it's crazy someone mentioned on twitter it's like oh yeah that did happen yeah <laughs> all right well uh good on them and uh i guess we'll just get to see what happens on uh friday that race is on friday i assume right yes friday night under right, the lights cool. with fans too with fans, yeah, yes. there's gonna be a lot of fans this weekend. They sold out yeah. pretty quickly on the Cup race, so we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, they, those guys can put on a show. I have absolute 100 faith. It's so let's move along. Race. It's gonna deliver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking about delivering, how about Grant Enfinger delivering on uh, Thursday night in the uh, truck race, getting around Matt Crafton late, and that was the ice. The truck race uh, trucks need to stay at Richmond. I think. Yes. The trucks at Richmond put on the best show of the weekend, I'll say. And that was a lot of fun because we had, like, in that final run, I think five different leaders. It started with Reagan, I'm pretty sure. Or no, maybe it didn't start with Reagan. But it moved on to Brett Moffat, then Ben Rowe, no, then Crafton, then Enfinger. And it was, like, a really fun 75-lap run of just can you maintain your tires and can you hold your position? And it, it came down to the end with uh, getting around lap traffic for Matt Crafton and uh, Grant Enfinger. I believe that's his third win this season. I think you're right. And, I mean, GMS right now is hot. Hot. I, I know he yeah. scores for it, but I'm just saying GMS uh, going into the playoffs, I feel like have the upper hand right now. Yeah, um, it's like, going to be Sheldon, Sheldon Creed's been running good. I don't uh, Like, Thorsport, I would say, like, overall, I mean, obviously they just won, but I mean, Ben <laughs> Rose you look at Grant Johnny Sauter. Yeah, well, Johnny say, Sauter is a, uh, a bum right now. Should I say Johnny expletive, 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 expletive <laughs> Sauter? Because he lit up the radio after his issues. And I just the tip on the iceberg, or icing on the cake is, I guess, the, the correct saying there for uh, a tumultuous season. I mean, don't make the playoffs. And for a guy like Johnny Sauter, you almost write him in. Because you're like, it's, he's Johnny Sauter. He's going to make the yeah. playoffs. but. But no, last and, uh, two years have not been kind to Johnny Sauter. Ever since that incident in Iowa, it's just gone downhill for him in the uh, truck series, it feels like. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, yeah, dude, this is going to be his first time if he doesn't pull off a win this year since 2015. Wow. He's only got, he's only has three top fives this year. I mean, you look at last year's stats, even with the one win, four top fives and 11 top tens, by far his worst season since 2012. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's, it's that's tough for Sauter. Is it but, time to retire? Um, he's only 42. He's not even up to Kevin Harvick's age yet. 
Fair, I think fair. they still got time. I will say, though, um, it was a lot of fun to watch. Shouts out Cody Rohrbaugh with a sixth-place finish and looking good at the end there. It's an awesome job for him. And good job David Reagan finishing in the top ten, too. And Timmy Hill, you know, lots of lots of guys you don't expect to see up there running uh, running well. But, um, you know, as we, we got the cutoff, this was a cutoff race, so mm-hmm. we had um, – uh, Todd Gillen making the playoffs this year. Good for him and good for front row um, getting in there. Yeah, and, and also Tyler Ankrum. And Tyler Ankrum, yeah. So, and Ankrum did well. He really had to race his, well, he didn't have to race his way in, but he sure didn't uh, leave anything to chance finishing in fifth. Yeah. But, you know, I will say Derek Krause, tough. This isn't the easiest track to get things done on. So, you know, for he's him as a rookie. Though, to, he's super young, though. He's I think he's 19. I don't even think he's 19. <laughs> He, he is. He's just. He's number nineteen. I'll give you that. He just he's, looks. Like he's a child. eighteen years old. He does. He he is. <laughs> he is eighteen years old. He just turned. He just turned. No, he just turned nineteen a okay. couple of weeks ago. He's born on September first. Okay. So I mean, dude, he's yeah. He there's no doubt in my mind. It's like Cole Custer when he got to the trucks at first. Like he wasn't lighting up the world, but we know what I've at least seen Derek Krause in the K and N series. I know exactly what he's capable of, and he has that Napa money, so he's he do, he do. yeah. He, I think he's fine. It's obviously a heartbreak, even with the expanded field. But hey, dude, nothing says uh, don't sleep on me like uh, stealing a win away from the guys in the playoffs in the. Uh, in the uh, in the playoffs, yeah, so I mean Spencer Todd Gillen, we saw did it last year, yeah. and then Todd Gillen, Kyle Busch Spencer off. Boyd. So who who are we thinking that uh, who are we thinking that Derek Krause is going to stay in their motorhome this year? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have no idea, man. <laughs> well, going back to your uh, your comment on uh, Johnny Sauter of not winning for like the first time since what twenty twelve, you said yeah. Yeah, 2012. Like, if he doesn't win a race this year, which I don't have a lot of faith, but we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Talladega is always always fun. Yeah, you never know. Well, speaking of another guy who was in jeopardy of breaking that winning streak, Will Power finally got it done this year. Yes. It, it's weird to say that Will Power didn't have a win this year at this point because you're used to it, but man. Right. I feel definitely... like he always wins one of the Detroit races. and It is the... usually, it feels yeah. like. And they didn't have him this year, so it's, it's good for him to see win. And also, on the opposite side of that spectrum, the young gun, Colton Herta, younger than me, mm-hmm. wins his, what, third IndyCar third, race? Third IndyCar race. He's... That's nuts. We're witnessing something special with Colton, man. He was, oh, yeah. He was... Because when you look at it, it's like, yeah, like Alexander Rossi is just but like two seconds behind, but he kept him at yeah. that pace the entire final run. Like oh, yeah. and that's not easy to do. Alexander Rossi is a road course specialist, former Formula One driver. I mean, like that guy knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And for Colton Herta to hold him off like that, that's special, man. And Colton's all three wins have been, you know, at um, road courses. I mean, one of them at an F1 track, basically in Coda. And I, I mean, you know, he's definitely one of those uh, kids that, you know, in a couple of years, that could be the next Scott Dixon right there. Hell, who's to say he can't be? I know we, we posted on our, our Twitter account, Americans in F1. Who's to say that? So we are going to talk about this. <laughs> I mean, might as well. <laughs> that, like, it's, I mean, obviously, he's, he looks super comfortable in IndyCar, but uh, yeah. of the young drivers in open wheel racing with a bright future ahead of him. I mean, Colton Hurt has got to be towards the top. I, I would say he's Logan young enough Sargent, to, to, to make that jump if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. I would say Logan Sargent uh, almost won the F3 championship. He was going to be my guy to maybe be that first American driver. But after not winning the championship, I feel like he's he's kind of downgraded a little bit. And in, in my question is, you related Dalton? He actually is. It's his brother. Okay, cool. I, I was going to say, like, there's not many sergeants in racing, no. so. Yeah, what a what a contrast of brothers right there. <laughs> hey, man, uh, listen, Dalton, Dalton's having a rough time, but Dalton's also Canadian. So is is his brother Canadian? Then is Logan Canadian? No, he he goes under America. Are you sure Dalton's Canadian? Yeah, I, Racing Reference has him as Canadian, so I'm just gonna look it up real quick. Logan I know, Sergeant. I know for, for sure, Sergeant's American. Uh, he's born in Boca Raton. Yo, hey, 
All right. <laughs> All right. Well, interesting though. Yeah. Okay. I mean, dude, I would I would say like if you look at the young IndyCar drivers, if there was ever like a driver that could make that jump, I mean, Colton is like 20 years old. If he were to do this in the next two three years, and obviously it's hypothetical, but I mean. You know, if I'm Gene Haas, I'm trying to get rid of my fucking French baguette and my <laughs> my IKEA store model, and maybe try and get a driver that knows how to finish a race. Yeah. I don't know, and I feel like having um oh god I, um I can't remember his name now um their team operator I love him oh Gunter uh, Steiner Gunter Steiner thank you it was like on yeah. the tip of my tongue um yeah no I mean dude Gunter would like actually to have a driver with some real talent that that can wheel a car around and i feel like you know it just obviously depends what um what colton wants but yeah definitely him i'm rooting for logan i think i got a new favorite driver in uh f3 we'll see what happens (laughs) the next few years right but um f2 could be along along the way there yeah so it's i know f1 you have to have a certain number of points to even get to f1 it's I, i forget what the point system is called like I don't even know, but you have to, I think it's 40 points to be eligible for F1. I know IndyCar championships reward a decent amount. So let's say he doesn't, he finishes third or second this year in IndyCar and then wins the next two championships. He would probably be eligible for a seat there. So that would be cool. I mean, I've seen, I saw him walking um, around in Daytona when he was there for the, uh, the Rolex 24 weekend and the roar before the 24 weekend. And it's like, wow, that's, that kid's going to be something really good one day, and it's good to see him mm-hmm. win. Yeah, I'm trying to look and see like who else that like potentially could move up. I mean, I, you know, honestly, I'm happy that Rossi decided to go with IndyCar. I feel like, you know, it's, it's been good for his career, obviously, yeah. Indy 500 champion. But um, who's to say Rossi doesn't look, look back and, and, and try and maybe make a run at it? You know, you're, it almost with Fernando Alonso constantly just jumping back and forth like it's a fucking merry-go-round. <laughs> like, who's to say that you just can't go back at this point? Yeah. Obviously, you know, the points, but... <laughs> yes. Let's see how um, old is Rossi. And, uh... Yeah, I think that we covered all the races this weekend. I was going to say, yeah, we, there was a lot going on. Nothing super Rossi's memorable. Rossi's 28. But definitely a good weekend of racing. Um, should we get into the Silly Season news? Because we have a lot going on right now. Yeah, I think we should probably jump into the Silly Season news before we get into our um, our picks. Yeah, so no interview today, this week for those Yeah, wondering. no, sorry. We had an interview lined up, but um, scheduling didn't work. We'll try and do it next week, potentially. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that one out. But um, yeah, anyways, so we have... It's, it's a half rumor, half potential to happen announced probably by the time I put this episode out, but... What's come out today is that Bubble Wallace to the 96. Which well, is. First of all, Bubble Wallace backed out of the 43 RPM, which, you know, a lot of us did not see coming. Or maybe we did, maybe we didn't. It was, it was kind of a good deal they were offering him, and he decided it, it wasn't good enough. And then today, with the 96 news to Gaunt Brothers, is extremely surprising. However, it's. This is a rumor I've heard, but the potential is that Gaunt Brothers is about to become Furniture Row 2.0. That's what I'm saying. Or would it be 3.0? Uh, nah, because Levine Family Racing never won anything yet. But I'm going to put that as they're probably not going to win anything. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> we've talked about it multiple times on this podcast, that, that elite, elig- allegiance, alignment, it's whatever you want to call it. It's, yeah, it's, it's that one meme of the, uh, the Grim Reaper going around and knocking all the doors. So if I don't want to say Gaunt Brothers should be on that next door. It's unopened yet, but they better keep an eye out because so, we know what Gibbs has done. I was in talking the past. to one of my inside sources who, um, you know, he's actually known about this for a minute, but he was mm-hmm. telling me we were discussing the potential that this could actually work. Considering, consider this. So when Furniture Row Racing had the alliance with, um, with Gibbs, what were their sponsors? It was sometimes Bass Pro Shops, mm-hmm. and sometimes it was, um, Auto traders or auto auto whatever. owners insurance. Auto yeah, owners yeah. insurance. What else do they have? Can you even think about it? They had five hour. Um, did they though? Oh yeah, they, they did. did. Okay, but then when they left, that that was really yeah. the uh, that was a lot of money that the they lost at that point. Yeah. When you look at what Levine Family Racing has had, I mean, Procore and yeah, Ream, Procore Ream, and, and not, Toyota not much though. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you look at what Bubba is potentially bringing in with him. 
Yes. DoorDash. Right. Uh, Beats by Dre. Cash Nike, App. Cash App. Uh, Bubba's with Nike, right? He's got a. I don't think so. Well, Nike might want to get in on that, especially considering Hamlin. <laughs> he has Columbia, is if that's what you're thinking of. Okay. Well, I will say Hamlin is Air Jordan and, uh, you know, Toyota. I don't know. That could. That would be dope if, if Bubba does that. But Bubba is bringing in more sponsorship than I feel like all the other um, JGR Alliance teams have had in the past. I, so that right there. Yeah, That's he's got a huge. big amount. I think Stern tweeted out the other day. It's somewhere between like fifteen and twenty million that he has, which is it's like the third most, I think, like personal sponsorships yeah. for drivers. That's enough to run competitively, and I mean, we all that's want enough Bubba to make your to team definitely survive more yeah. than just two seasons. Yeah. So I feel <laughs> like yeah, Gone Brothers are taking a huge risk right now, but at the same time, I mean, they could be getting this could be huge for sponsorship. We don't know what could happen in the future with NASCAR with spending caps, with hopefully like trying to help these smaller teams not have these situations where they just fall apart. You know, mm-hmm. this could be huge. And this also could be Bubba being groomed to take over. I know you mentioned this. I don't think so. But, you know, taking over potentially one of the other um, Gibbs cars. You said Truex retiring. I, 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 we Truex were talking is 38. Yeah, we were kind of joking yeah. about it. But Truex is 38. I don't think... You know, Truex, I feel like, could be like Kevin Harvick or Mark Martin, where he could definitely keep racing. He's only gotten better with age. Yeah. This season has not been wins, but it's still consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you if- know, Hamlin, there's been rumors that he could be um, starting his own team up in the next few years, which that came out of nowhere. Um, and I mean, dude, we don't know. Christopher Bell might end up losing his ride again. <laughs> I, there is so much going on that we don't know. Like, we don't know who the hell is going to take over the 48. The 42 now seems pretty open which we didn't really think at first um germain racing might shut down we don't know what's going on there mm-hmm. there's been there's been talks that like the money team will be joining justin marks might start a team and geico is willing to go to one of those three with denny hamlin being the third like Ooh, damn yeah did you see that stern bomb i did not night? no yeah dude like stern I said see. that like those are like three teams that geico again i'm just like why won't geico just go to hendrick but yeah, dude, silly seasons in full swing. And if this Bubba Wallace news is true, which I mean, it's pretty much ninety five percent true at I this don't know. point. I, it it's so like maybe out there. lower than that, but yeah, I just it didn't come out like I mean, Utter reported it, and Utter is say what you want about Utter, but he's he's been in the sport for a long time, he so he knows his shit. Yet, which I've I've found <laughs> him three times. I'm surprised. <laughs> Usually, third strike, you're out. Maybe he's learned. But yeah, it's it's insane to see just how many different rumors Bubba has had this offseason even in the last two weeks I mean we thought he was for sure going to the 43 and then after that it didn't work out it's like okay the 42 and now the the 96 out of nowhere and then speak on the other side the 96 Suarez is out so where does he go does he go to to back to Xfinity or does he go to the 43 now the thing I heard because like Suarez is still so marketable especially towards the uh Latino like Hispanic Mm -hmm. community uh, his sponsorships, especially Coca-Cola, do not want him moving back down just because of exposure. But where the either. fuck are we going to put him at this point? You keep diminishing his value. It's to the point, like, when does Suarez say enough is enough? I, if I can't be competitive here, I'm just going back down or I'm just done here. Like, I, I feel you like... can't say no to the money. I feel like the 43 would be a good option if that The 43 seem... wouldn't be a bad option if it stays he RCR brings... aligned. He brings sponsorship. He, uh... I mean, the 42 wouldn't be bad either. No, I, I don't think. I think there's other guys out there more Sean Hunter deserving. Like, not, I mean, if, yeah, I would say so. Um, well, I don't know. I put him on the same tier. Like, Eric Jones, 42. That makes sense. We're, we're Jones. I think Eric Jones right now is still the the top prospect to every time teams. a ride opens up, Eric but Jones. But then you look it, at like Stuart Haas. What the hell is going on there? Do they want to bring Chase Briscoe up? Is Larson going to come rising out of the. Ashes, Silly like season this year is crazy. It's it's nuts, and it's, it's kind of cool to see because usually all these rumors are swirling because there's so many people around in the garage and whatnot. But now that people aren't at the racetrack, it's <laughs> it's a lot unknown. I mean, who, who who's to say that uh, what is it? Floyd Mayweather's team doesn't come in and scoop up Bubba or something, dude. I'm really hoping that Floyd Mayweather's team just comes in and just just actually like just straight up is like, nah, we're doing this my way. We're spending a lot of money and we're going to win now. Yeah, there like, is. That would be fun. 
there is so much that we don't know and it's it's a lot of fun and also silly season news that while they're on the topic not nascar but indycar it just got announced that sebastian bourdais is going yes, to be back which the is super goat. good because he kind of got screwed over over yes. um the offseason he is such yeah. a talent um and as a saint pete resident i'm pretty sure that's where he lives uh it's good to see a, a homeboy being back in this far i know he's going to run the remaining three races there this year yeah. the being the doubleheader at indy and then the finale at saint pete and then we'll see how uh his 2021 season goes yeah so this is this is fun for me because i obviously sebastian bourdais is someone i would have loved to have seen you know win the indy 500 once in his career so now that uh this is now once again a real possibility this could happen. So, you know, I mean, you know, fourteen cars is not the most competitive in the world, but at least Bourdais is back in a car. I, I and I'm I'm very satisfied about that. So, thank goodness, Sebastian is full time next year. Right. Right. Hell yeah. All right. So, do Hell we yeah. want to get into Bristol picks? Yes, I do. So, just a reminder: we uh, did our podcast picks for the full um, playoffs, and these are just bonus picks that we had. Um, I had Kurt Busch winning this race. Um, Kevin had Kyle. Methy okay. had Matty D. And Alex had Chase Elliott. Wow, so um, we suck. Yeah, well, <laughs> listen. Um, we also had our elimin- – this is an elimination race. So for every driver that gets eliminated correctly, we get 10 bonus points for that. Okay. So this could be a huge week in point swings for our, our championship which I haven't done the points for yet. But <laughs> I had Matty D, Clint Boyer, Austin Dillon, and Cole Custer getting eliminated. Kevin, you had Custer, Dillon, Byron, Bowman. Um, Methy had Almirola, Boyer, Custer, Dillon, ABCD. And Alex had Dillon, Byron, Custer, Benedetto. So definitely, definitely a lot of intrigue going on there. But Bold prediction. Um, I don't think any of us are going to get that right <laughs> no all, none of us are going to get four right unless Austin yeah. Dillon crashes on lap one and right. even then I, he might still be safe I mean I have Blaney in my round of eight so I need a win this weekend <laughs> yeah well either way it's it's based off of when they get properly eliminated not how far mm-hmm. they go so don't worry okay fair enough either way either way we got um we got a lot of fun things going on this weekend with uh, with Bristol. So it's going to be a triple header, I believe, with the Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup, correct? Yeah, Arca's there as well. So, I mean, add that I, to it. Yeah, Arca hasn't raced there in a minute, I feel like. No, I think they race there every year, same weekend. It's usually on, like, the Wednesday or Thursday night, though, before. Oh, was that the race where Hannah Newhouse calls someone a douchebag? Yes, the Ryder yes. Herbs. Yep, yep. The infamous Well, now moment. he's just terrible. <laughs> Anyway, so I have our picks from Alex and uh, Methy, and surprise, surprise, both of them are sticking with their, with their bonus point picks, so they're going for it all. Um, Alex's favorite is uh, Chase Elliott. Okay. His uh, sleeper is Kurt Busch. Just trying to steal my picks. Um, and then his, uh, his dark horse is Busher. I was going to say, those are really good picks. Methy, yeah, he's getting better at this. Methy has picked, where the, f- oh, God. Twitter, uh, I just need Methy to text me these like on my actual cell phone. Okay, so Methy has gone full chaos mode and picked Matty D as his favorite. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. He's really, <laughs> he really, really believes this. Boyer as his sleeper and Stenhouse as his dark horse. So, wow. Yeah, we got, we got the Hell Stenhouse Mary picks back. Yeah, I mean, but then again, this is a track that Stenhouse is good at. It's actually not a bad pick. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think for us, you know, we're we're going to do these picks live off the top of our head. And uh, last week, things went, I guess, kind of okay. None of us picked Keselowski to win. But, um, you know, no one really had a disaster minus Methy, I guess, picking uh, Matty D and John Hunter Nemechek. <laughs> and I had Tyler Reddick finish well, so that's always good for me. With it being a relatively calm race, no no one crashed out. I mean, Jimmy Johnson's the only guy that I can think of that like you would have thought that would have finished a lot better. But everyone finished mm-hmm. roughly where they were projected. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, let's get down to business here. Let's so, Kevin, give me your dark horse. My dark horse for this weekend is going to be Tyler Reddick. I, I just think him at Bristol is so much fun to watch. And... Yeah, that's about all I have to say. 
Well, I'm going to go the opposite end of the rookie spectrum and just go Chris Rebell because uh, Chris Rebell has won here so many freaking times in Xfinity. That's fair. And the 95 almost won here last year. It's almost like free third. It's almost like a free 50 point race for me. <laughs> oh man, imagine three dark horses winning in one season. What Sheesh, yeah. Uh, okay, Kevin, give me your sleeper. My sleeper for this weekend is going to be Ryan Blaney. I just think he needs a good run. And even if he doesn't win the race, he's going to have to score points. And we know how good he is at Bristol. If he can keep it out of the, the wall. I mean, Trevor Mann's not in this race, man. We're, we're still salty That's about that That's always a good place to start, yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah. I'd... Blaney. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go outside of the um, playoffs. And I'm going to just go with Jimmy Johnson. He, he's not really ever been, like, the most successful driver at Bristol. But... There's a lot of fans at this race this weekend, and can you imagine the absolute nut they're gonna bust if Jimmy Johnson wins this race? Like, <laughs> I, I'm good here God. for it. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll take Jimmy Johnson as my sleeper. Uh, Kevin, who's your favorite to win? My favorite for this weekend. Did you die? No, I'm 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 just oh. I'm having a hard time thinking. <laughs> you you worried me. I was like, oh damn it, the recording's. Boof. No, no. I mean, I had, I, I had Kyle Busch his winning his only race last weekend, and then that didn't happen. And now that he's only what, I think, five like points? fifteen points max above the cut line, he's gonna have to win. To, gonna go Kyle I Bush? mean, he's, he's not gonna have to win. Anyways, I'm going with Kyle Busch. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna just go with um, an easy pick here. I'm gonna say that uh, Chase Elliott yeah. finally gets it done here. He won the all-star race here, obviously a shorter race. Should have won the spring race against uh, Logano, decided I forgot what breaks are. So maybe this time he wins it, or maybe this time he just wrecks the field. Who knows? I mean, I think Kyle Busch was going to win that all-star race had that final segment been a little bit longer. So that's, that's yeah. my hope. We'll, we'll, we'll get to see. So I'm, yeah, me, oh, damn it, I wrote the names too long. <laughs> Fuck, whatever, I'll figure that out later. Um, yeah, we'll, uh. We'll get to see how that's going. Um, okay. it's, it's, one, it's one of those races where you, you need to watch because Bristol Night Race is mm-hmm. by far one of the best races of the season. So everyone, make sure to tune in that one. It's, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, it's going to be a great race. All right, so we're, we're running pretty short here this, this, this week. It's, once again, just getting shit done quickly. Yeah, there's not really, uh, there's not a whole lot of racing going on this weekend. F1's off um, before they return. Yeah, they're to getting this. their nice little break. This is halfway through the season for them, so I mean, yeah. I don't think we'll get any news of any driver changes right now. I think people are expecting Gasly and Albon, but I think with the with the podium, Albon is 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 kind of back into a, a good position there. But um, you know, I think that we'll start hearing more things for next year. I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess Sergio Perez might be the only domino left to fall. And uh, God forbid, I, I think that the only thing that might legitimately happen is if, like, Latifi gets kicked out of Williams or maybe Magnuson or Grosjean finally go away. Yeah, I don't know. The Alfa Romeo is a big enigma because if Kimmy wants to retire, he'll retire. Um, if I, I, I... I don't think like he just could keep racing another 10 years and it wouldn't surprise me. Personally, I don't see Giovinazzi staying just because I don't think he's not performing. Fair, you yeah. have not only yeah. Schumacher, but Schwartzman who are lighting up F2 every weekend. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're ready. So I, did you see um, Mick driving his dad's 2004? I did. Around, that was uh, really that was cool. Awesome. That was awesome. First of all, the 2004 Ferrari might be the greatest um, non-hybrid F1 car of all time. I think it is. 100%. Like, I mean, obviously, it it would get absolutely blown out of the water today by today's yeah. F1's cars, but I mean, <laughs> still, just an absolute fucking beast of a vehicle. Yes. So awesome to see Mick driving that around Mugello, and obviously taking it easy, but still, just so cool to see that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I would love to see maybe uh, you know, one of those guys getting moved up into F1, but uh, we'll. We'll wait and see. Again, I think Kimmy could keep racing, honestly. It would not surprise me. He's going to wait until like his Grosjean, son gets that F1 seat. And I feel like Grosjean good. could like legitimately like retire after this year. Just you know, He's like 30-something. So. Is he really that old? Yeah, he's been racing since like 2000. And, and I like that. When I type in Roman, it comes on uh, Romaine Lettuce. 
Nice. Ro- Romain <laughs> Lettuce Grosjean is 34 years old. Very nice. I always thought he was French. I guess he's Swiss. I thought he was French. It says he was born in Switzerland in Geneva. I think he races under the French flag, though. Because he, he, he was, like, Coward. super happy on the radio after yeah, I know. uh I, know. I, saw, I heard that one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's three French drivers. Ocon... Uh... Gaslin, Gaslin, Grosjean. Yeah. and Grosjean. Ocon is only twenty three. I thought he was much older than that. Nah, he's just he, he started super young. Dude, I love it, man. Get these guys in the cars young so that they'll just be more prepared when they're older. Right. Let's stroll. I feel like strolls in this. No, this can't be right. What? Lance Stroll is not twenty one years old. Oh yes, he is. No, he's not. <laughs> yes, he's been he is. Once since twenty sixteen. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Yeah, dude, he, he's he's a young lad. God, I'm gonna like click on freaking Pierre Gasly. It's gonna say sixteen or something. He, he's actually twelve. <laughs> oh wow! So Lando Norris just started walking, I guess, last year. Yep, Lando yep, Norris, yep. twenty years old. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! No, it's not. <laughs> it's the title of this episode is an Anthony gets blown away by F1 drivers, and I don't want it. <laughs> okay, hang on. No, come on. There's got to. Okay, okay, good. Okay, George Russell is at least 22 years old. I can deal with that. Great. <laughs> awesome. This is stupid. <laughs> okay, so what else we got rounding out the field was? Uh, rounding out the field, I do want to give a shout out to the short or not short track the uh, the Whelan modified race mm-hmm. at i believe it was at new hampshire there is a translucent paint scheme i think that's how you say how? It. basically what so basically like the paint scheme looked green from one angle and then as the car got closer to like a 90 degree angle from the camera it changes color okay i need to, I'm, I'm trying to google this it's on the uh the subreddit if you go to top from the past week it's it's one of the top ones and it, it's awesome okay yeah. Um. That's weird as hell. But hey, dude, awesome. That's kind of sick, though. I will say. Right. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, Mark Weber, former F1 series driver, is heading to the SRX Tony Stewart Racing Series, whatever you want to call it. Um. That nice. caught me off guard. Like, but it's cool to have a former F1 driver in that series. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. Speaking about Mark Weber, he was a guy that has at least competed in the 24 Hours of Le Mans, if I recall correctly, right? I do believe so, and great transition. Yeah, and I don't know if you were trying to do that. I'm pretty sure that's this upcoming weekend. That is this upcoming weekend. I was trying to see if we could get nice. a specialist on here to talk about Lama, but literally no one I know knows anything about it. But um, mm. it is fun to watch, I will say. Yeah. So that is this weekend, and I'm pretty sure also IMSA is uh, racing at the Roval this weekend as well. There are cars on track right now. They, I think they're just testing right now. That's not until... Um... P financial weekend at the Roval. (laughs) (laughs) I will say uh, seeing the cars on the Roval got me very excited because I feel like those guys are going to put on such a damn good show Mm -hmm. because the Roval is absolutely built more towards sports cars than it is stock cars. Still puts on a damn good show with the the stock cars. Oh, yeah, 100%. This is just like Daytona, just very condensed. But yeah, we got um, Le Mans this weekend. So let's see if we can get like a quick idiots um, preview for Le Mans. So this is the first time that, or the second time they've ever had a race outside of June okay. for there. So that's exciting. Um, this is the 88th year. I, I'm trying to get a preview here. Um, I don't really know anything about like who who to pick or whatnot, or who to pick, who to even watch for. Like I don't know the cars that are in it this year. Mm-hmm. It's like DPIs, I think. Yeah, I. It's here it's the Here's a good the world endurance challenge is the sanction series so it's like the the imsa yeah. of global motors yeah they yeah. they're the ones who do like the 24 hours of daytona sebring i assume mm-hmm. uh lamont i think they do nurburgring too which god bless yeah um it's not gonna be the season finale so okay so they got lmp1 lmp2 lmgte pro um and lmgte am i don't really know what these oh no those are <laughs> fuck fuck this too complicated <laughs> anyways listen, if you watch but... lamar this week and don't don't listen to anything we're saying just watch it it is going to be exciting and honestly it is something nice when you are hanging out this weekend watching college football maybe you got too drunk throw that on in the background man oh yeah 
like you might not know what's going on. You might not be able to see anything because they're going to be racing at night, but it is still <laughs> exciting. It's one of the most premier races in the entire world. Yeah. So, okay, that was an absolute disaster, but I, Kevin, I will watch that this weekend when I'm moving in. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to turn it on. Let's, <laughs> let's <laughs> see here. So uh, Camping World Truck Series is back. Oh, yes, that's right. After uh, the Gander <laughs> RV and then Gander, Gander RV Gander. and Outdoors or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Um, I think they had one with a tent. I don't know. Yeah. Who, it was, uh... Just shout out Marcus Lamones for being a supporter of NASCAR. I don't yeah, care what. Dude, he, he, could, he could literally call it the Marcus Lamones series, and I would just be like, all right, cool. That's 2022, Kevin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i just i i saw um i think jordan anderson or someone said like awesome now we just have to change our windshield and patches on our our things again no yeah, big deal pretty easy yeah not 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 hard at all so yeah. that's funny um yeah there's a couple other things that are going on i just had up um mike wallace got suspended by nascar we yeah we don't that. know we, we we don't know what he did but his facebook yeah. is a fucking disaster Oh boy! So probably something with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to repeat some of the things that he shares on there, but um, if you want to, if you want to see a gym with a threatening aura, uh, go on Mike Wallace's Facebook page. That, that that's <laughs> that is a very threatening gym. Um, dude, this is kind of cool. Sam Mayer is going to join JR Motorsports in 2021 to run a partial schedule. That's that, awesome. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, he's. I think you what he turns 18 next. June mm-hmm. or July. So, so that also basically confirms he's going to be running trucks full time next year, probably, or at least the year after. He's going to take the Zane Smith approach. Yes, that's literally what I thought of. <laughs> and honestly, good for him. Sam has been a guy who's been on my radar for the past two years. Um, you know, I was excited to see when his come up is going to be, and looks like it's it's starting. So get ready to really pay attention to the Sam Mayer name. You know, he's uh he's related to um the Gallagher's, right? In some way. I actually don't know. I just know he's he, uh, he's a cousin or something of um, okay. of Spencer or I don't know. I could be completely off brand here, but <laughs> you know, either way, Sam has been a guy that I've been paying attention to with his talent in the Canon series and Arca. So that's cool. Now it's just I guess we gotta wait to see if we'll hear anything about Ty Gibbs. In the I was gonna. Weeks. I was literally gonna say yeah. It's it's either Sam Mayer or Ty Gibbs. So hopefully uh, Gibbs yeah. can get that call up soon. Um, what else we got here? Got anything else? Nah, I mean, we, we pretty much covered um, everything from this yeah, week. Yeah, I, I heard rumors that Natalie Decker is going to make her debut at some point this year in the trucks so that she can run full-time next year. And Wait, um, who? N- or Natalie Decker, sorry. Haley Deegan. Okay. I was going <laughs> to say. Well, <laughs> listen, maybe good Natalie Decker makes her debut this year. Yeah. Hey, she yeah. did at Daytona. She got a top five. Put yeah, that's on fair. Uh, yeah, we'll put some respect on yeah. it. But yeah, no, uh, Haley Deegan could potentially be making her debut in trucks. I think that the plan was, according to her dad, was to make her debut at Eldora, which I said was going to happen anyways if we had uh, Eldora. Um, it would not surprise me, I guess, with the playoffs coming up that um, you know, she'd probably you know, get a ride there in probably the 15 or David Reagan's 17. And the, the rumor was that she was probably going to get Reagan's 17 full-time next year. So I, know, her I mean, Tanner Gray would probably be teammates. I know she's going to be in Phoenix during the weekend of the championship weekend because Arthur runs there as well. So it would be a, a cool introduction for her. Well, she has to do it before a specific date if she wants to run full time next year. Is what I. Oh, is that okay? Good enough. So, well, the, the, I think that the rumor was Kansas now. Okay. I would like to see her in Martinsville. I think that would be a good track for her. My God, I think that so many people did. would get wrecked. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, I feel like everyone has got has got to get used to just like how tough Martinsville is because that's like one of the toughest races. Yeah. Chase Elliott did his first Cup race at Martinsville, yeah. and uh, we all remember how that one went. Mm-hmm. Um, well, alrighty, I think we're all right. uh, that's oh, about it for we, this week. Oh, did we? I, I think we, did we mention last week about Jimmy Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, then I guess that's it. Alrighty. I guess that's everything. Shouts out to um, Stadium Scene TV, guys. There are partners on the podcast. Make sure to check them out for all your favorite new sports podcasts. Check out podcasts just like ours on different uh, sports, like such as soccer, lacrosse, football, baseball coming up with their playoffs soon. Check those out. Uh, you know, we did a nice little 10-minute interview with uh, one of their 
guys, DJ Fluff. We had a great time a couple of uh, weeks ago doing that. So make sure to check that series out. You can learn all about your new favorite um, podcast there and find maybe a new sport to check out. Um, and if you are a content creator, video, blog, podcast, whatever, check out their MVP network to get you in line with new listeners and new viewers every single week. And we've had a pretty good uptick, and we appreciate you guys um, either sticking around or new to the new to the program, especially after last week's episode with Key Money, so or Key Financial, I guess. Yes, yeah. Thank you all so much for uh, tuning in once again. Uh, I'm happy because yeah. I don't get to see FSU lose this weekend in football. Thank God. So it's a good weekend ahead. <laughs> yeah, great weekend. We got the the, the triple header with Trucks Xfinity Cup. Hopefully we get to see some madness happen at Bristol. Maybe a fight or two would be really fun. Oh, that'd be sweet. Oof, dude. We can only imagine the Logano Bush uh, saga continuing there. They right. seem to always be the ones. But um, yeah, make sure to follow us at LTLN Podcast for updates and subscribe to us on Twitter. Um, well, yeah, follow us on Twitter, but subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts uh, for new episodes. But until next time, I have been Anthony. And I have been Kevin. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Meow. 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 Meow.